3: Right, this is the bit where I say this is the bit where we test the levels. And I'll tell you what I've been enjoying greatly, Ruth, lately, and that is James Acaster's netflix special have you seen
0: those i've seen some of it yeah i've not watched it all but they are very funny
3: oh brilliant he says that he's he's got very strong opinions about things and he said my opinion is that the greatest film ever is the theory of everything the film are all about
0: stephen uh, hawking
3: stephen hawking he said the only mistake they made was they should have called it look who's hawking because (laughs) they completely kicked that franchise into touch and he said, "He so he thought it was a brilliant film, but somebody came out and didn't enjoy it at all and said, Well, that's three hours of my life I'm not going to get back again. And people do say that it's inaccurate because you're not going to get any hours of your life back again, it's non refundable. So
0: oh, I don't know if this is funny, no, it's more but it's not just true, a bit sad.
3: Well, it is sad, you'll never get those uh, this hour of your life. You'll never yes, get back again. Yes, tell me
0: that again.
3: <laughs> You'll never get back again. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly how we do this because it's... Should we it's start? been so long. It's been so long. I think we start by doing this. And then we talk about what's been going on in your life because there's nothing much going on in my life. It's just the same... It's
0: just, you know, when you've long, been doing long, it for that long.
3: Precisely. But in your life, you've been away very excitingly all over uh, Eastern holiday. Europe. Yeah, mm. I went on tell my us first... About it.
0: Holiday with my mates. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the first holiday without your and daddy. Well, I've been on school school, school ships, things, yeah. but first like holiday, independent, independent so holiday with my friends, and we went interrailing.
3: Mm-hmm. When you say interrailing, you were mostly well, no, buses we were on or, buses, but yeah. you
0: don't call it busing. No, but we were mostly on buses because they're cheaper, and also we went to like Croatia and stuff, and they don't really have trains down there. Went to lots of different places. Tell us what places you went, went to. Went to Prague, Bratislava. Budapest, Zagreb, Zadar, Ljubljana, and Venice.
3: Right, so they're all sort of sort of hen night and stag night type venues. Um,
0: Ljubljana isn't really, no,
3: but Prague and Budapest. Prague
0: and Budapest were the most. Bratislava yeah. kind of is. I, I think Bratislava probably is becoming. You know, people call it the new Prague.
3: And and for your holidays, did you buy lots of clothes that you just tons. wear the ones? And... No,
0: because I read somewhere. That you mm-hmm. should never buy clothes that you uh, that you would only wear on holiday because they won't be your style. And also, I didn't have. Um, I only took a little bag, so I didn't have very much
3: room. No, I, I was impressed. You travelled uh, travelled light. Mm. Uh, this... We only had
0: hand luggage.
3: Yeah. This thing you you always say about fast fashion. You're I've very... been
0: doing. I've been doing excellent. i would not bought any fast fashion for ages. And then um, just before I went on holiday, I had to buy like. A six pair of socks from Primark, and because I left it too late. That's the problem with when it's not fast fashion, it's not high street fashion. Is that you either have to order stuff on online sustainable brands or buy second hand stuff, which is just it just does take more time. It's worth it, but Mm. that's why it's not fast.
3: It's becoming more fashionable not to have not to be a slave to fashion. It's becoming more fashionable not to be a slave to fashion. I
0: hope you'll if leave the bit in when you were stumbling over your words, because you'd <laughs> no, leave it in if it was me.
3: No, I wouldn't. You, you say that. I leave bits of it in uh, if it's funny, but I don't leave if, if you're just stumbling and sound, you know, stupid. I don't. <laughs> <leave> it. Uh, <laughs> Which I,
0: never happens, obviously. Very rarely
3: happens, but I only leave it in if it's funny. So, so it's, it's becoming there.
0: more fashionable not to be a slave to fashion. Why is that, Dad?
3: I'll tell you exactly why it is. There's somebody who's. Uh, I've not got the uh, cutting, but somebody who's. Uh, yeah,
0: just do it off, the, off
3: the, the, cuff. Top, the top of my head. There's someone who's opened up a business hiring clothes uh, mm. so that one dress gets worn ten times instead of being. These are, these are clothes that yeah, are. The rules,
0: for, like 40 wears or something, that they say that that cancels out the. That cancels out the whatever, damage it yeah, makes yeah, to the environment Faulty? That. I don't remember.
3: Mm. But whatever it is, she's sort of approaching that. But It's basically, uh, it started with ball gowns that people wore yeah. at Lady Margaret Hall in uh, Oxford. You know, the Oxford College, women's college. People would wear yeah. these ball gowns just for one do. So now she actually, you rent your clothes.
0: Yeah, re- yeah. yeah I think that's it. Managers. I mean, you wouldn't want to do it with everything, but with occasion wear,
3: occasion wear cause I people think people it's a good wear, idea yeah, yeah.
0: Wants, oh yeah, that yeah. I wouldn't wear yeah. but then it's the same, no, so with it's... I always think about do, that they should have some kind of app for night out clothes for mm. girls so something, it would have to be like a local app so it would have to be all girls in Leeds or whatever that you could share your night out clothes with each other That'd because be obviously you don't I would wear certain bits more than once but if you've got a really address that's, and also I think it's a thing with social media is that people are reluctant to post wearing the same clothes in two it, different Instagrams it is, social, media, social yeah. media so you, if there's a dress that's on your Instagram you probably won't wear it again on a night out because you know that that's when people are going to be taking lots of pictures so it would be good if you could I mean Depop have kind of done it a bit where you sell your clothes but mm. I, would, I think it would work more like just lending them out and maybe you could have it back afterwards I don't know how it would work but
3: yeah, uh, well, there's all there's lots of initiatives in that sort of area mm. at the moment. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about.
0: Was oh, on my trip, I
3: got a tattoo. Yes, you did get a tattoo. That's uh, the
0: most staggy thing.
3: That's the most staggy, henny thing that you did.
0: But I didn't get it drunk, I got it in the daytime.
3: You didn't get it drunk, but you made me and your mum uh, swear not to get mad when I tell you something. All right, we won't get mad when you tell us something. You're not pregnant, are you?
0: Oh, my and, God, Dad, uh, that's awful. Don't ever say that again.
3: And it turns out you got a tattoo. But,
0: quite but it's a- not that bad. You didn't mind it, did no, you? No, I didn't
3: mind it at all. Although y- your mother was slightly outraged at the cost because it's only a little tattoo and it was 65 quid. Uh, I was sort of outraged, although, as I said to you at the time, if you'd asked me, you ask me what a tattoo costs. That's not expensive. If you asked me what a tattoo costs, I would have absolutely yeah, no exactly. idea. I I'd say anywhere between £7.50 and £1,000. I've no idea. It's on your
0: body forever. You don't want it to be cheap.
3: No, and you don't want it to be. Uh, I think
0: they do them for about 20 quid if you're in somewhere like Mali or Ayanapa or, mm. or something.
3: But we must. But people have... get
0: blood poisoning, mm. so.
3: Uh, we went to the movies last night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we went to see uh, Spider Man comes home or what? Far was from home. Spider Man. Far- I'm sick
0: of telling you this. The first one was called Homecoming. This one's called Far from Home. It's not that difficult. Well, it's not the
3: first one. There were loads before that. I no, it is the first.
0: Ugh, but it's the fir- dad. How many times do I have to explain? It's the first one of this franchise. Right. I don't see why it's a because different Spi- because it, Spider-Man, that's how Spider Man works. So the Spider Man one, two, and three. Yeah. With Tobey Maguire. Then there's the Amazing Spider-Man one with Andrew Garfield. Amazing Spider-Man two with Andrew Garfield. Then Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's the first Tom Holland one. Spider-Man: Far From Home. The second one.
3: See, I don't see why you need three because different spider Because they're not. Spider-Man.
0: They're not related. Why are they not related?
3: I don't understand, quite understand. It. In the comic, there was only one Spider-Man. Is that right? You know, if you go back to the 50s or 40s or whenever the comic started, uh, yeah. that would be just the one Spider-Man, wouldn't it?
0: No, so that was a series of Spider-Man stories. However, there's just one Spider-Man, but these Spider-Mans don't know about each other. No, they're Spider-Mans. The
3: Spider-Mans, okay.
0: They don't know about each other. Like it's not the same world.
3: Right. Like there's not
0: more than one Spider-Man. There's in each of the each of the franchises within the big franchise. They they think well they are the only Spider-Man. Yeah. It's not like Andrew Garfield is Tom Holland's cousin, and they're mm-hmm. both Spider-Man.
3: No, well, I can understand they don't refer to any of the previous yeah, yeah, films,
0: and they're not related, and they're different films, different stories, different arcs, different hmm. villains.
3: Yeah, I, I couldn't quite work out the villain in this uh, in this span. Yeah,
0: maybe it's because you slept through loads of it. <laughs> Don't
3: tell people I slept through Spider Man.
0: But you did. It was,
3: it was very noisy. I have to say but I still managed to sleep, which I think is a tribute to me, because it said you the, know, the, the, it said at the start in super dolby high something sound and I thought, Right, give us what you've got and we'll see if I can sleep <laughs> through it and I did manage. But was,
0: it's it's stupid that you're saying you don't know who the villain is because it was had a really clear villain.
3: Yeah, can I say, or is that a spoiler if I say who it was?
0: I think that's a spoiler. I don't think you can say. Right,
3: But you you sort of knew that this person that we can't say uh, was going to be the baddie. It's a bit like...
0: Yeah, but... uh, Dad came out of the cinema... He does my head in so much. He came out and he said... Oh, it was all nonsense, though, wasn't it? Uh, Well, yeah, there's not an actual Spider-Man at all, but it was a really good film. I would highly recommend going to see it. It's my favourite. I think... Maybe apart from Spider Man Two, it's my favorite. He is my favorite Spider Man. Like this franchise of films is my favorite. This Spider-Man. is my friend.
3: My friend uh, Tom Holland.
0: He's not your friend, Dad.
3: Well, his dad is my friend.
0: Yeah, it doesn't you don't have friends by proxy?
3: Mm. Well, when um, Dominic Holland, the father, I always boast to my friends that my daughter's done really well. That you know, that well, they all done Which really well. Which one, Martha? Um, but Martha, I boast about. I, I don't mention it, but people mention to me. Mm. Oh, your daughter's doing really well. I saw her on Sky TV. You know, people say I saw her on Sky TV. But I can't do that with Dominic Holland. I can't go up to him and say, "My daughter's been on Sky TV." He'll say, "Well, my son's been in several multi-million yeah, dollar true. franchise <laughs> yeah, yeah. movies." It's
0: uh, he's very it, good in them. I think he's the most Spider-Man of all the Spider-Mans like when I imagine Spider-Man no when I imagine Spider-Man in my head Mm. he's the best I think Andrew Garfield was too like suave Hmm. To be Spider Man.
3: The thing about Spider Man is, which I was able to, even though I'd slept through quite a bit of the film, I did manage to explain to you how these superhero oh, films work. And it's that is, so annoying. That, and, and that is oh. that despite his superpowers and despite all the things that he can do, there's a sadness there that he's not the same as all the other kids at school. That well, yeah, he's but not that's also like. That, and that the, is every no, superhero but the point movie No, the
0: point of superhero films, and especially the point of Spider Man because it's Peter Parker, he's this nerdy kid or whatever, is that. Beneath all of the the superheroes Spider-y and the stuff. explosions and the the fighting villains and saving the world, he's just an he's,
3: ordinary he, kid.
0: Yeah, but and that but that's like the a massive part of what Spider Man is about.
3: Yeah. And Superman.
0: Yeah, more so Spider Man. Do you think so? Because Superman yeah, way more Spider Man because Superman is yeah, but Superman is from another planet and whatever.
3: Yeah. Yes, I suppose he is. But uh,
0: Spider Man is just this ordinary kid. Yeah. And he's also um, much younger, and that, like, that is the whole crux of Spider-Man. Yeah. But that just because that is kind of a simple theme doesn't make it.
3: Mm. No, no, I'm not saying no. Doesn't make it bad. does a universal theme. Good. It's a universal theme. Uh, but the uh, thing to remember is this is a, a superhero movie for the Trump era. Uh, so oh, it's a slightly. Well, no, you. I don't
0: think to, it was. I don't think it was. I don't think the character of the villain. Was this? I get. I get where you're coming from. But I don't think it was especially Trump. Well, Trump-ified. he said Trumpian
3: things. He said people will believe anything, which is
0: fake news. The news so. I don't think he was a Trump simple. No, I'm not
3: saying it wasn't as simple as that. He was a Trump simple. But what it was, it's the first big superhero movie of the Trump era. No, it's
0: not. Also,
3: the the heroine, I suppose you'd say, Peter Parker's uh, the girl that, because in a way, it's just a teen, a teen love story Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. MJ. Yeah, MJ. She's very much a, a sort of heroine for the, the new oh, strong yeah, yeah, woman yeah, definitely. of the Me Too era and all that, and sarcastic, a bit like yourself. So in, in that respect, it's sort of up to the minute, isn't it? Yeah. But at the end of the day, she's just the same as all... You know, you could go back to the 1950s and she'd be, she'd be a Doris Day character.
0: Well... No.
3: What I'm saying is Hollywood, li- Hollywood likes to have it both ways. What Hollywood, do you mean? Hollywood likes to pretend it's all modern and uh, you know she's a strong woman and all that. But at the end of the day, she just falls into Peter Parker's arms. Well,
0: no, she thing. doesn't, not all. all. Yeah, so that's does. not the character. And also the character is, they've, they've made the character into a real person and stuff. Whereas in the original Spider-Man's, the Mary Jane character is just a facet of Peter Parker's person. Whereas in this, she's more of her well, own... Pret-
3: yeah, that's what they're saying. That's well, you mean. know, she is more they're of a fooling, well-rounded character. fooling you. Well, they're and, not uh, fooling me. She and, is uh,
0: more of a well-rounded character.
3: No, they're fooling you and pretending she's a well-rounded character. But at the end of the day... But she, she is, is a said,
0: well-rounded character. Imagine
3: not. It's all, um, it's all veneer. It's all veneer. Oh, right,
0: all okay. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, well, that's
3: fair enough. Uh, we can disagree about this. But you you enjoyed it. You thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was a really good yeah. film. This will be a slightly longer podcast than usual, I think, because, again, it's got to last us for a fortnight because you're going on holiday again. Outrageous. Yeah, I'm going with Mum. And so it means this is is going to have to last people. And when you come back, uh, you'll be preparing to go to uni in about mid-September. Yes. Yes. See, as a father, obviously I read all these stories about uh, universities and the atmosphere on campus. And I don't really know whether you read these as well. But I do not. It, it's, uh, it sort of chills me slightly. Um, chills him? Yeah. There's one uh, here that says... Uh, there's a, a lad culture, in quotes, a lad culture, of mm. sex and violence, uh, which is not being tackled on campuses around the UK. Gosh, you
0: would think that that kind of you would, sort of
3: precisely.
0: stopped a bit. I didn't think unis were like that anymore. Well,
3: let me, uh, yes, yeah, around the UK, the university's watchdog has warned. There's an office called uh, the Office for Students And somebody called Nicola Dandridge, who runs these things, describes sexual misconduct as, quote, a very serious issue facing universities and says they must step up their uh, efforts to stamp it out. Hundreds of women have joined Me Too-style support groups in universities. We hear about all that with some campus venues nicknamed, quote, rape clubs. Uh, You know, some venues on campuses. It says one in six students. Do they
0: mention any of the actual unis?
3: Yes, they do, only in a sense that. they mention uh, Oxford, apparently there's a, there's a problem at Oxford. But also somebody's given her own story, and this is from Leicester University. Right. They don't say which ones are particularly bad, but, um, oh, Newcastle, there was one student here who was uh, sexually assaulted at Newcastle. And was, you know, they're, they're terrible stories, these. There's another one here, so this is somebody's own personal story. Yeah. She says, I was in my first term at Leicester University, when I was studying medical genetics when I was sexually assaulted. It was just before Christmas and we were celebrating with a night out run by the Students' Union at a club in the city. I was invited to share an Uber cab home with a male student. We were both pretty drunk but not falling over. She was, she was attacked. She says, I managed to get away, etc., etc. And she says, I reported what happened. They began an investigation and all that sort of thing. They banned her attacker from contacting her. But she said, I still saw him on campus. Mm. Uh, once my parents had to drive from Birmingham at 2am uh, after I bumped into him and panicked now I'm on antidepressants etc and they're, they're sad stories this. yeah really and awful really awful and another one uh, who uh, again is on antidepressants and these sort of attacks people they know after nights out mm. and that sort of thing
0: um, the statistics are always that it's never really some random guy on no. the street who comes in attacks you It's usually a friend and someone who you trust which is much more psychologically damaging
3: well it is and it's it's worrying as as a parent and i I read this stuff and think to myself is it more prevalent because when i went to university i know as you often remind me i had a very short university career it wasn't
0: went to university university. losing the term loosely yeah
3: well i spent a year at university in glasgow I never heard these stories, these things. And I, I, certainly when we went out, and I think I usually went out with, with, the, with the two guys that I shared the, the flat with in uh, Glasgow, it wasn't something that we didn't go out in a gang so much. And we didn't, we didn't, we tended not to go out with girls. We'd occasionally meet girls in, uh, in sound, pubs. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sound plausible. But we didn't actually, but you know what I mean? We didn't go out in a bunch like people seem to do. There
0: wasn't as much of a lad culture.
3: Well, there was no lad culture as far as I could work out at all. Uh, We certainly didn't drink as much. Now, I'm just wondering whether things just weren't reported, and that's why. Well, I think that's definitely
0: part of it. And it's good that it is reported. Yes, it is. But.
3: I'm just I, I think it happens more, more. I think it does, and I think it's more prevalent, probably because of the internet culture to an extent, and mm. obviously people growing up with porn, which which we weren't. Yeah. You know, we never were. The only, the only thing, we'd have magazines where there'd be pictures of naked women. That's about yeah, as far yeah. as it would go. But people are growing up with, with porn. With the
0: problem is that no one's done studies into what that does to you, because obviously it's so new, it's so fresh, that there's no... There's no research gone mm. into what it does to your psyche, really. Yeah, but I can't imagine it's good.
3: It seems that boys and girls, which you would think would be a healthy thing, are friends. So they've got a bunch of boys and a bunch of girls together, mm. are friends and know each other, but they're not boyfriends and girlfriends. But then maybe at, at some point... Um, yeah,
0: I don't know whether it's like that, that, that kind of when boys and girls are friends sometimes there's a sense of entitlement with a boy that he yeah, can kind of get I'm, away I'm, with whatever he wants I'm to do. I'm wondering if that's if that's um, one of the But then things. also I wouldn't it's hard because you don't wouldn't want to discourage girls from being friends with boys and you want to be able to trust yeah. your boyfriends yeah. as it much. Is, and, and, but and then I also don't know if it's a thing of as women become more equal in the workplace and more equal in sort of everyday life and women in politics and law and medicine and all these things the only sort of time when boys can get some kind of one-upmanship and yeah, feel yeah. their original superior place in the world is on a night out and through brute strength? Yeah. I don't know whether that's an actual thing.
1: No, but it's is an there, interesting theory. Is yeah. there,
0: is there a, an argument that it's because men feel they have, we've talked about it before is that women have redefined what it means to be a woman and men have never really done that and women have turned this girl power thing and men have sort of falling behind I would say and so it's the only place in which they can yeah, d- demonstrate their superiority is it's a good theory like but
3: a sort of alternative uh, interpretation of that theory is that the way society has gone, everything that you said uh, about strong women and all that sort of stuff is denying biology biology hasn't quite caught up mm. with what's in the newspapers and what women are demanding and what etc cetera, etc cetera. biology hasn't caught up with it so as you said men maybe will resort to this i mean we may be but then that's completely maybe. but then i'm not saying it's it, yeah it's right and it's you know that, that women should maybe take a step back but what i am saying is that maybe something needs to be looked at and yeah. i'm just wondering if you, more importantly to me Is you're aware of that this happens in universities, but there's
0: only like so many necessary steps that you can take. You know, don't get ridiculously drunk so you don't know who you are. I think that's
3: the key. I think I think that's one of the things. But then it's also
0: like, if boys are allowed to get that drunk, then why are girls not? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying, and not saying that it's a good thing that boys get that drunk. I don't think anyone should ever get that drunk, and I don't think, you know, there's also a massive problem with drugs and stuff, which is a different thing. But it's sort of unfair to say that. Girls have to be more responsible than boys because of a because of boys' actions, not because mm. of their own actions. It's unfair. And then it's also the you, thing it, if she said sad, but and she then also. But also, rape and sexual assault doesn't only happen when people are drunk, and it doesn't only it. And.
3: No, but one yeah. thing you can do is not get horribly drunk. Yeah, so but can, then
0: also can you she, me said, now a she, she audience, said she she said she wasn't that she wasn't ridiculously drunk. They weren't falling over drunk, but also
3: they were pretty it, drunk.
0: Yeah, but then. She was being responsible in getting a taxi home with a boy who was her friend. That mm. I think that's what the problem yeah. is. Is that oh, well,
3: she's not done anything wrong?
0: No, right? no. She that's of she, course she's not done question. anything wrong. Not at all. But like you, know, you would it, say that when I'm thinking, right? How would I be safe? Oh, I'll get in a. a t- I won't walk home. I'll get a taxi home with a friend with a male friend. Surely that's the most safe. Do you know what I mean? And if you can't be safe, get a
3: taxi home with a female. Yeah, friend but the if the you can't safe.
0: be safe in
1: that situation, then when can?
2: That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code LISTEN. Maybe.
3: Now, you managed to go away, Ruth, and uh, miss at least a fortnight of Love Island. I well, to, well, you, <laughs> to Were you watching it?
0: We did watch some of it while we were away. Because
3: you are away with three, three girlfriends, so yeah. all of you watching Love Island. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Love Island has sparked a surge in the number of young couples seeking counselling as they see similarities between the ITV reality programme and issues in their own relationships. Who would have thought it? Uh, Counsellors are noticing language from the show increasingly being used in their sessions, including the phrase, my head's been turned. Apparently, my head's been turned is a well-known expression from yeah. Love Island, which refers to a person being romantically interested in someone uh, outside of their relationship. Gaslighting, which we've used gaslighting, here yeah. uh, quite a bit. I
0: like gaslighting as in, a phrase.
3: Mm, well, I remember the film, the original gaslight yes. film with Charles Boyer. Gaslighting, whereby a man tries to convince their partner they're deluded in order to manipulate them is another common uh, issue. Um, this woman here who sees about 50 couples a month at uh, her practice in central London. So most of my clients in their 20s or 30s have mentioned it. So uh, people are finding... Who would have thought, though, that Love Island had a, a veneer of uh, realism in it? You wouldn't have thought No, so. of course
0: it does. Who would have thought it doesn't?
3: Uh, me, because uh, I just thought it was, uh, no. was uh, nonsense entertainment. Here I am, I thought Spider-Man was nonsense, so I thought Love Island was nonsense, but apparently I'm wrong yeah, you stand people... corrected. now would you think Love Island would be a huge success in the United it's a British format so once in the know, States. Britain leads the world in television nonsense but who would have thought this British format how would you think it would do in America
0: with American people, or just the British show being shown?
3: The British show is shown there on one of these channels, yeah. the obscure satellite channel that shows uh, British stuff and is. But have big, they
0: done a version of it? Is that what you're saying?
3: Yes, what I'm saying is the British show has been a big cult success on the sort of small yeah, yeah, scale yeah. satellite. See, I channel. think that
0: the British show would do well. I think our, our show, Americans watching it, I think they would enjoy that. I don't think it would work with American people.
3: And it doesn't, you're quite right.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, do you know why? Uh, no because they can't do the banter. They, they can't do the banter. They can't do the banter. Yes, yeah, because so so.
0: America's Next Top Model doesn't really work with British people because we're too nice to each other. Because oh. on America's Next Top Model, the girls will fight with each other and they'll criticise each other and they'll be like mean. Whereas the, in the British one, everyone's just nice to each other. They all really get along and someone wins a modelling competition. It's not as exciting. The work? Australian one did well, though.
3: Did it? Hmm? Well, maybe they've got the bands.
0: We've got, got the, the bands. bands. The Aussies have got, got the bants. They've got the bants? Yep. Like that?
3: Yeah. Very good, Ruth. Uh, I've had a couple of emails from people saying they'd like to uh, hear your Owen Wilson impersonation <sighs> again. So I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to do it because I don't want we're to allowing do it. No, people are. It's
0: not even good, though. Which I did it no, the no, first time. No, that
3: might be why people want to hear it. I know it again. it's mean. You've got to look after your fan base, Joan. I've <sighs> forgotten what I say. Joan, you say uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to uh, lie to you. That's it, Joan Crawford, the famous American film star of the '40s and '50s and in the '60s bit as well. She, and into the 70s, actually. She made a couple of horror films in the 70s. But Joan Crawford, who had a very, very long career, she used to reply to every single letter that she got. This was fan mail. She
0: used to reply. Oh, yeah. she had like a team. No,
3: she, that's the whole point. She spent all that. She neglected her own daughter and, in fact, a, a physically abused that's her. That's like own Enid daughter, Blyton. Very like Enid Blyton. That's what I'm saying. If you want to get to that, Enid Blyton and Joan Crawford level, you have to start looking after your fan base. That's what I'm saying. We ought to say that by the time this podcast goes out to the audience, Mm -hmm. your fan base, we will have a new Prime Minister in the United Kingdom. What is going Uh, on?
0: I've kind of lost touch.
3: Well, Boris Johnson is well, well ahead in the race between him and... I
0: thought when they were flying that big inflatable Boris and stuff that maybe...
3: I think the people, Get who are, better. people who are voting in this competition...
0: I don't want either of them, but I do, would much prefer Jeremy Hunt. Yeah.
3: Well, b- by the time this goes out, I think Boris Johnson will be our Prime Minister.
0: What has the world come to?
3: Mm.
0: How have we allowed this to happen?
3: Well, I, as, I, as I said on my talk radio show, it was a story I was reading out of the papers, and it said, um, by the end of this week, Boris Johnson will be our Prime Minister. And I said, I'll just run that sentence by you one more time. By the end of this week, Boris Johnson will be our new Prime Minister. I said, is that the most frightening sentence in the English language?
0: I think Turned Donald out, Trump is the President of America. Is yeah, maybe. Close.
3: Turned out not to be anyway, because uh, there was another story further down that said, otherwise, Jeremy Corbyn will be our new Prime Minister. And I said, there you go. I don't
0: good. know. I, it's, it's a toss-up between no, it's which is the lesser of the evils. I
3: think the lesser of the evils is Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson Trump, is
0: pretty dicky
3: pretty dicky
0: yeah
3: high time we had some uh, music we'll start with mine this week oh, I- okay. i've played mine uh, primarily to annoy howard raukus he got in touch to uh, complain about my music choices saying that i was uh, addicted to the sort of uh, mimsy set mid 70s uh,
0: middle of the road mid 70s
3: middle of the road country rock and uh, here we have a prime example it's such a good tune uh, it's a guy called andrew gold <laughs> I'm suspecting Ruthie, you may have heard that before. I
0: think I feel like I have heard it, but not not words. I did not know it, but it's good, isn't it? It's okay. It's, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of like Will Young or something.
3: Oh, dear, you shouldn't say that. He's Andrew Gold, uh, who did that. Uh, He's no longer with us, sadly. Born 1951, died uh, 2011. I think he had cancer, I'm not sure. But he was an American singer, songwriter, musician and arranger. That was a top five uh, hit in the UK. Uh, He also uh, collaborated with Graham Gouldman of 10CC, who we've played uh, once or twice. He was a multi-instrumentalist. He played guitar, bass, keyboards, accordion, synthesizer, harmonic. Saxophone, flute, drums and percussion, and also played more arcane musical instruments such as ukulele, musette. Do you know what the musette is? I have no mm-hmm. idea. And uh, harmonium. Also a producer, sound engineer, film composer, session musician, actor and painter.
0: Wow, great. Can I hear a bit of
3: buzzing in the background? Is it coming yeah, from Yeah, I think right? it's
0: the I think it's the sounds of suburbia.
3: It's the sounds of suburbia, that's all right. No, but I
0: think it's um, building work
3: building but that's all right as long as it's the sounds of suburbia, suburbia and not the sound suburbia. suburbia as long as it's the sounds of suburbia and not the sound of my uh, computer i hope
0: we're going to leave that in
3: <laughs> i have to explain that i just spilt some water and thankfully it was only water and not coffee or anything but i spilled a bit of water over my computer mm. and it does worry you yeah doesn't it but we think that's coming from outside rather than being a buzz from my computer
0: i'm pretty sure it's coming out from Thank outside
3: goodness for that
0: Should we have my track now? Let's have yours. So mine is a song called Belong to You.
3: Say, uh, Ruth, when I was downloading that, I went through the song uh, to try and find. That I was expecting something to happen.
0: Some t- no, it's just quite mellow, really. It's
3: just totally mellow. Nothing, you know. I thought, well, I'll try and find the bit where the rap comes in or whatever, and there didn't seem to be any of that.
0: It's just very chill.
3: So summer sound.
0: Uh, yeah, a bit. I guess I was just saying um, What's she called? It, does it? She's we, called Sabrina Claudia,
3: and he's called Six Lack.
0: I think maybe it's just black. You know. Ah, but it's a number. It six. It is a number six, and then lack. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's an American singer and songwriter And this is her like biggest song Which peaked at number two on the like Billboard yeah. charts or whatever. Nobody cares
3: about the charts anymore, do
0: they? <laughs> nope, not all so. Oh, it is pronounced black So the guy, and then it's featuring this guy called Black And he is from Atlanta, Georgia Yeah,
2: I've been so there
0: So obviously it's, a, the home of, it's the home of, home Glad- of music It's the home of Gladys Knight So as you can see Atlanta still producing right, yeah. artists.
3: Well, Gladys Knight is, uh, well, at least was, not anymore, I think the business closed down, but was producing not just Hit Records, but also Fried Chicken.
0: She yes. Glad-
3: Gladys Knight's Chicken Shack. It's
0: closed down, though, hasn't it?
3: It's closed down, sadly. Uh, Gladys Knight is in Leeds. She's not now, but she's coming to Leeds. She is. To the, Does she uh, still
0: sound good and Apparently
3: stuff? she's good. Because you
0: know, like some. Yes. Really awful, but then like Tom Jones mm. still sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah, is she a Tom Jones or a Paul McCartney?
3: I think she's a. Uh, although Paul had a bad. Paul's not bad, as. No, bad. He's, not, he's not as bad. He had a bad time at the Olympics, but other than that, it's been. Uh, Madonna. Madonna well, again. The, you see about yeah, um, time at the Eurovision. Eurovision, song. Uh, Eurovision. but
0: no, her um, album sounds fine. But sounds that, that performance at the Eurovision yeah. Song Contest was a crime against humanity.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. Can I tell you something about Andrew Gold? Um, oh my
0: God, we're back on Andrew Gold. Well, I
3: just want to tell you about his parents. He, he was destined. He's from California, Burbank, California very much in the centre of uh, Hollywood, very privileged upbringing because his dad was uh, Ernest Gold who wrote lots of fine film scores including the Oscar winning score for the movie Exodus. So he was a… Never seen it. Well he was, no you wouldn't have done it, it's a 50s film but he was uh, but a big, big, big film in the 50s. Mm. So he grew up with an Oscar on the mantelpiece. Wow. That's got to put pressure on you though as a kid, (laughs) and his mum was Marnie Nixon, who was a singer. I've heard of her. You will have done, because she provided the singing voice for lots of actresses, including Natalie Wood in Side Story. Yes, that's it. That's why I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so she's... It's
0: awful that they used to put someone else's voice on Mm. someone's body.
3: There's a whole film about that called Singing in the Rain. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so Marnie Nixon did the voice of Natalie Wood in West Side Story She also did the voice of Deborah Kerr in The King and I So she did all those great Never seen songs. The King and I Oh, that's a great musical, it's really good uh, And also did the voice of Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady Oh So she did all th- I um, mean, yeah. basically virtually every fine God, yeah. female singer Poor
0: her, not having a face in it though didn't,
3: Yeah, Marnie Nixon, people don't know But then of course, uh, Andrew Gold, her uh, son, did awfully well
0: we got any emails
3: we have but i've not printed them out sadly so, so um have
0: you'll to... have to keep you hoping on the emails
3: yeah do say if you if you but, want, but we'd love to get them wouldn't we
0: we'd love to get them we still read them it's martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com that's martin and Ruth podcast all one word at gmail.com see wasn't that just how you like me to do it it's
3: exactly as i like you to and
0: know, um if you are looking for something to do while we're not posting the podcast. You can go over to the Spotify playlist and type in either Martin and Ruth or Ruthie me and my dad, and you'll find this week's songs in full and all the others from all the other weeks. So you can skip out the ones that Dad's played and then just listen to my ones. Ruthie, you're, if you're being, not a fan of country.
3: No, you're being such a Joan Crawford, looking after your fan base, telling them all uh, what to do. And everything. I've taken your advice I'm on board. board. I'll tell you who's a bit of a fan of our podcast, and that's my uh, colleague on talk radio Christo who always listens to the bit that we play on talk uh, as he comes in and uh, he likes to listen to your take on uh, trans issues and there's a Mm -hmm. a story here it says medical staff from England's only children's gender clinic have gone public for the first time to raise fears about the treatment of uh, youngsters seeking a sex change Kirsty Entwistle who was a psychologist so she's left the employee now but she was a psychologist at the gender identity development service you know gids or jids they call it in leeds until uh, october last year accused some of its clinicians of misleading patients she warned they are quotes making decisions that will have a major impact on children and young people's bodies and lives without a robust evidence base and she's, she's issued an open letter about this she says children who have had very traumatic early experiences were being quotes put on the medical pathway to transition Quotes, Without having explored or addressed their early adverse experiences. She said the service minimised or dismissed the fact that many of the children it saw were victims of parental abandonment, sexual abuse, domestic violence, or extreme poverty. She said staff sometimes told children and their families that hormone blockers given to many kids patients to stop the progress of uh, puberty are fully reversible in reality she so no one knows what the impacts are on children's brains so how's it possible to make this assessment the, the general feeling is that maybe uh, this is the way I feel about it maybe too many young people are being sort of given that as a first option if you've yeah. you know, got all sorts of other problems and the, yeah f- I mean
0: you say a first option but also it does take about three years to get an appointment so If you book an appointment by the time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I I don't think it's easy to get an appointment if you're a kid, and I don't think it's easy to get on one of these programmes if you're a kid either. you know, So you're you're thinking
3: that by the time they jump through those hoops, they will it will be a fairly positive decision. Maybe,
0: yeah. But then also I think I think it's just one of those things that's just like a tightrope to walk. No one knows where to draw a line on it. But do you think Or whether there should be or what? Some of the people who
3: are emotionally in favour of you know and see all the benefits of mm. uh, of transitioning for people and see the harm it does or has done over the years for people not transitioning etc are maybe taking their passion and their emotional support for this sort of thing to a, a higher it, it's leading them to disregard stuff that ought to be taken into account do you not think that is a possibility
0: yeah I think it's a possibility I think that could happen but whether it does, I, I think, is so it's impossible also, to know. Yeah,
3: it's also difficult. I mean, it's
0: also one of those things where there's not been that much research into it. It's not been happening for that long. Research, People, do you think, do f- I think more research needs to go into transgender issues? Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt.
3: Before, but do you think we've jumped but the then, gun and done all? But
0: then you can't like done
3: all the reassigning before the research. But, has but then been gender,
0: done. gender assignment, no gender re reassignment, gender reassignment has been happening for a really, really long time. If you've seen the film, what's it called? The one with Eddie Redmayne. Uh, oh, has anything the, to do with the this. Danish... The Danish uh, girl. Danish girl, yeah. That's like the Victorian era. Not Victorian. It's like the early 1900s Edward, or something. Edwardian.
3: Okay. But, I mean, the question I'm asking is, do you think more research needs to be done before... Before... Uh, fewer, fewer, tra- fewer transitions until we know more about it? But then...
0: I don't know because I feel like we would have to do. I would have to talk to more. I've to, I I would have to talk to kids and their parents. Like I just don't think you can say. I don't think you're in a position to.
3: Now, before you went away, Ruth, you'd have seen the tennis yes. uh, from Wimbledon and the success of uh, Coco Gauff or Corry Goff but I think she likes yeah, to I didn't
0: realise that was her nickname
3: yes she's, uh, she likes to be called Coco hmm. and this was the 15 year old who beat uh, Venus Williams and uh, a piece uh, here by uh, a columnist called Rain Candy uh, she's got a 15 year old daughter
0: mm-hmm. who wasn't
3: at Wimbledon and she said All yeah it's
0: very upsetting to be a 15 year old daughter at the moment
3: yeah and uh, yeah well you're 18 I
0: know what I, we have were, I done we were man, watching
3: this 15 year old at Wimbledon there, and said,
0: there look, see look what, 50, look what she's doing look what she
3: Doing it at 15. I'm, well, and I'm getting 18. past the
0: age where you can be both young and successful. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's no, it's an obsession with like the wonder kid. Mm. What do, what's the word? Wunder? Wunderkind. Wunderkind. That's Wunderkind. what they call it, isn't it? That's what the um, it's And it. it is, I think it's actually unhealthy. Mm.
3: Well, she says she was watching Cory Goff beat uh, Venus Williams. Uh, in the first round of the uh, Wimbledon tournament, Mm. while my own 15-year-old was uh, faffing about in her bedroom with some hair straighteners. Obviously, we love our daughter just as she (laughs) is, straightened hair or not. Uh, But you can't help but wonder, what if... What if Corrie
0: That's an awful thing to say Her poor daughter
3: Yeah. Well anyway Corrie uh, Who's the father of Coco That's probably why Why they call it Yeah yeah So Corrie Goff uh, A former college basketball player And Candy Goff A teacher and former college athlete So it's a bit like the Andrew Gold story isn't it You know his Successful
0: uh, parents Successful parents successful
3: Yeah Anyway they coached Coco uh, Whose real name is Corrie uh, From the age of seven Homeschooling her in uh, Florida, and mm. taking her to France at the age of ten to train at an academy run by Serena Williams' coach. Anyway, this woman, Lorraine Candy, has written this thing. Says so, so our son, taught, she wonders whether she ought to have been more pushy, and mm. maybe it would have been. You know, her daughter wouldn't have been straightening her hair. She'd have been out there playing at Wimbledon.
0: Nothing wrong with straightening your hair. No,
3: I know you all do it. Our son uh, taught himself gymnastics from YouTube videos at the age of seven. Tired of Henry's twirling about the living room, I marched him off to a local club and pushed him in front of a coach. I had no idea there was a waiting list for this prestigious club, that you had to qualify, and that the kids who were usually accepted were those who could turn uh, cartwheels before they could walk, which in a way is rather like the uh, the group, the dancing thing that you went to, dance moms. Uh, no, not dance moms. Oh, <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to talk about dance ones because well, that
3: in is um, what was the thing that you, you went to Scala.
0: Scala. oh yeah yeah, yeah. but there,
3: you had to sort of audition and be good before you got in didn't y- you?
0: yeah i think most people got in there i don't well uh maybe i don't mm. know well i anyway. definitely did do an audition because i remember being yeah, sat remember in the room an yeah. and them asking me to laugh and then cry and then laugh and then cry mm. and laugh and cry
3: which you'd have been used to anyway
0: yeah just an emotional roller coaster yeah it comes with being manic depressive so <laughs> anyway kidding, of, course. of course you're
3: kidding and the kids who were usually accepted this one were those who could turn cartwheels for the walk. Mm. the coach loved him this is her son henry and said he was extraordinarily talented for a self-taught child the medals rolled in there were competitions all across the country trips to a gym etc etc uh, the training was relentless there were amazing highs and painful lows and yet, while Coco Goth was making it through to the final 16 before being knocked out, our now 12-year-old son was playing Minecraft on the computer in the kitchen, all hope of Max Whitlock-style Olympic stardom abandoned. The day he came home from practice two years into the chapter and said he just didn't want to do any more. And yeah. uh, she says, while I'd enjoyed the uh, wearing the cloak of showing off, as my other kids refer to it, we let it end. And, uh, yeah. and I, I think I, that's think the I healthy, completely agree with it. Yeah, thing to do, and it's more or less what you did. You said, uh, Dad, I don't want to be a song and dance uh, artist anymore. Uh, I'm yeah, I did. To, I, I did a,
0: acting a lot longer than I did anything else. But sometimes but you just said get... you're
3: just going to jack in. And I know your mum was very disappointed. Your
0: well, mom, sometimes mom, I, says, I think I jacked in doing like performing arts, but it was also because. I wasn't that good, So you have like th- like I with with especially with dancing. I was mm. terrible. Like I was, oh, yeah. I had to work really hard to be very me- mediocre at dancing. And it just wasn't like it just wasn't for me. And like I think, as but a ki- even as a kid, you can sense it. But mm. all parents think their children should we have are been
3: pushier the- though? Should we have been pushier? I don't
0: think of- so. I think it's.
3: Cause I, think I don't as, know. As kids, I think a, will, um, unless, unless, there's a
0: line. Yeah.
3: Unless you're being pushed, everybody will give up, because it mm. it's hard work. I mean, you said, oh, you had to work hard to be mean. I thought you were very good, but, you know... <laughs> it's there's a lot of, <laughs> it was very good. It was not good. Let's be honest and say you did perform professionally in uh, Annie.
0: Yes. was not Annie, though.
3: No, you weren't Annie. What was the character? Molly. It was Tessie. Tessie,
0: Tessie. Um, had enough, lines. Yep. Had
3: three. Yeah, three lines. Then no, you I think you had four. Maybe performed alongside Tommy Steele.
0: <laughs> Tommy Steele. Was and a, that, that was the high—the highs of my career.
3: Britain. Now I'm all washed up. It was yeah, washed up at the age of eighteen. He was Britain's first rock and roll star. Wow. Yeah, back in na- 1958, he was performing in coffee bars in London. And there he was at some advanced age. I know that you kids... So old. You kids who were in Scrooge were with Tommy Steele were told you weren't allowed to make a noise in the afternoon because that was when Tommy had his nap.
0: Yeah, you weren't really allowed to say... You were yeah. encouraged not to say hello to Tommy Steele. He was not rude, though. Like no, I, I, I don't think so. I think I remember him just like smiling at us and whatever. Mm. But...
3: Don't talk. Don't engage. do don't, don't A bit like be the family, year. I suppose. Yeah. A bit like the queen.
0: He's tired. And he's he was. He's t- tired because he's about one hundred and forty. Mm.
3: Well, very much like the queen, who you think would be, t- and you're not allowed to. You, you know, should you ever, when you go to oh. get, to get um, my MBE, your MBE next year. <laughs> don't engage. Don't you? You're not going to get it for this podcast. I don't think. But don't don't engage the. Uh, I'd
0: refuse or, it. I think.
3: You'd refuse the MBE. Yeah,
0: I think so. A lot of people on on moral.
3: Yeah. A lot of people refused the uh, MBE when the Beatles got theirs because they thought it was shocking. They, they, the, just think back, 1960s, people thought, because the MBE went to sort of war heroes yeah, and things, yeah, yeah. and people thought, giving it a pop Now singer? it
0: goes to but any well no, person. it goes to yeah.
3: any person, um, including... Uh, I mean, you look down the list of people who get honours, it's just ridiculous. Mm. It goes to all sorts of people.
0: It's lost its sparkle.
3: It has lost its sparkle. I always complain about the uh, lollipop man who gets the MBE you often find somebody who's been a long-serving lollipop person will get uh, an MBE or an OBE or some sort of honour and when you think about it the lollipop person is now on zebra crossings or you know traffic light controlled crossings and just leads the children ours wasn't not at Beckett's what was in the actual
0: middle of the road the road the full-on road yeah but uh, then she got fired
3: (laughs) why did she get fired because
0: she took a selfie with one of the kids
3: Oh, One of the yeah. people
0: in that like year 11 or whatever was like, Oh, can I have a selfie? I'm like, just jerking because everyone was like mates with her, because obviously you see her five days mm, a week. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then she got fired because you're not allowed to do that or something. Then we had no lollipop lady. See, what is more more safe, Dad? Yeah.
3: Well, I was just thinking that, that certainly the lollipop lady outside the private school near us. Is at a lights-controlled crossing, and I thought, why give these people an MBE for stopping the traffic when the traffic would stop anyway because there's uh, traffic lights? They're Um,
0: friendly, the community.
3: Well, I suppose that's why they do it. But my view is, you know, to earn an MBE, you should stop the traffic on the fast lane of the A1. Oh yeah, just walk out into the motorway. Precisely, and then you've earned ridiculous. Then you've earned your MBE. Did we come to the end of that bit? I can't remember what I was saying. Um, or where, where something we were going about with that.
0: parents and pushing your kids. Oh, right.
3: well, we'd, we'd more or less covered that. And so my view is, let them give up. I <laughs> should let them learn about failure at a very early stage, and it'll prepare them for the rest of the life.
0: Yeah, I, but I do think it's good to send your kids. I mean, obviously, it could. It, sometimes it will come down to like a money thing as well, which is rubbish. Is that like you paid for me to do dancing lessons, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate because now oh, you know it helped, you. Helped also that it's about some even if you're a crappy dancer like it's about making friends and sort of being in a being more comfortable and you mm. know you have to go into a changing room and you all have to just get changed and it's being on your own and being independent and all that kind of stuff yeah and that I, like so it's all character form yeah it's And it, sometimes you're not you, you know you're not going to a ballet lesson to be a prima ballerina I mean, some people are, I'm sure, and some people do, and they make it into their career, but ballet, most people. Now, different. Because you
3: went to ballet lessons as well. For I a went to ballet while. lessons for
0: quite a long time. So, all these lessons. Terrible, terrible, all these terrible. lessons
3: that, uh, that we paid for in those sort of performing arts type things. Don't forget. Look at me I, now. Look at me now. <laughs> I gave up smoking to pay for those things. That I, I've <laughs> sacrificed 20 years of smoking so that you could uh, give up being a ballet dancer. I could have, I could have been enjoying a cigarette right it. now. Tell you what, before you find your meme, just do as one of you good at impersonations.
0: I don't have any good ones. We'll do as
3: one of your bad ones then, just for the for your fan base. I
0: really don't want to. I know. You don't. I don't know who to do.
3: We'll do Owen Wilson. You do a good Owen Wilson. No,
0: no, no. You see, see, I'm from now. That's Owen Wilson. Yeah, go back in, in time.
3: Mid- in time. That's Midnight in Paris.
0: Yeah, that I stole so, that from Tom Hiddleston. Does. Who does it? incredibly well so it's your
3: impersonation of tom hiddleston doing i'm doing tom
0: hiddleston doing owen wilson very matter yeah right in brackets plato returns from the dead plato so who's that girl are you together me no no it's purely platonic plato what does platonic mean me it means we don't have sex plato what the heck
3: very good and i've heard that about platonic relationships Lots of times mm. where people say, "Oh yeah, Plato, famous for uh, for inventing the Platonic relationship." Oh yeah, well done, Plato. Thanks for that. And uh, the other one, um, Oedipus, who amazingly had an Oedipus comment. What are the chances? And Achilles, mm. he had an Achilles heel.
0: Yeah, well, no, the Achilles heel thing is different. Why? Because that's just that's a myth. Whereas Plato and Oedipus were.
3: Yes. Well, no, Oedipus is... As the old Jewish joke goes... Well,
0: no, the Achilles heel, though, that's a myth because Achilles was dipped in a river by his heel. Mm. So then he was shot in the heel. So that's different.
3: Do you know, Greek myths are such nonsense... Greek myths, uh, you know. Hit we, it here first, yeah, <laughs> ladies it. and gents. It's absolutely, we went, uh, myself and uh, your mother, we went to uh, Athens and we went up to the Acropolis. This is the thing, we there's
0: not just been, not been a podcast just because I've been away, it's also been you.
3: Yeah, so we went up to the uh, to the Acropolis and mm-hmm. we went on an organised tour, so it was a walk, uh, Athens walking tour. Yeah. So we meet up at this uh, cafe, and uh, she, uh, this guide who knows all about Greek mythology, takes us up there. And it's and the more you know, oh, so the baby was born out of somebody's head. Mm, and yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah, All nonsense and Zeus. Yeah, it's always
0: the ones where I can't remember who it is, but he like ate all five of his children, Zeus, and think. then they they grew up inside him, yeah. and then one of them like. Cut himself out of the body, yes. and his mum then killed the father. It's just ridiculous. They told us all
3: these stories, and I'm afraid my attitude was very much like my attitude to Spider Man oh. Far From Home. I said to the guide, I said, Surely this is all just nonsense, <laughs> people are still talk about that You're ridiculous. So we had all this nonsense, but to repeat the Jewish uh, joke about Oedipus, the uh, joke is ah, Oedipus, Schmedipus, as long as he loves his mother, <laughs> I wish
0: because Jews love their mum.
3: <laughs> it's not just that it's just um, because Jews like saying yeah, ah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I on. thought that was because there's a the the thing around Jewish mothers of always there's feeding the yeah. Matzah of all oh, and a, all that kind of stuff, yeah, out. I thought that was the joke
3: that that is sort of the joke, yeah, good, well, we've not only done the joke, we've explained the joke uh, we've covered Greek mythology and you
0: know made some sweeping generalizations about Jews, which is always fun,
3: mm. If you uh, want to get in touch with us uh, to complain about that or anything else, or just tell us how much... By the way, Dad
0: is Jewish, that's why... I... Well, I'm allowed. Well, yeah, I don't want people to think we're just well, massive anti-Semites. No,
3: no, no, otherwise we'd have a... Uh, we'd well,
0: be... we will not make, you know, jokes no, about Jews. we'd
3: be just sign up to the Labour Party.
0: Ha-ha.
3: <laughs> um, but I have to tell you about when I did a Jewish joke in The Guardian, where, of course, it wasn't... When I used to do economy in The Guardian and it wasn't explained that I was Jewish, you know, you wouldn't you explain it. So I did a Jewish joke and somebody um, somebody wrote in yeah, and yeah. complained. I have told you this story, I'm sure. But somebody wrote in and complained and said how you know the Guardian, you expect it to be politically direct I and mean, all and there you are with Jewish jokes. And somebody uh, put underneath and said, uh, I think you ought to know that Martin Keller is Jewish and somebody put under that, Oh, a Jewish writer in the Guardian, who the
0: <laughs> But also you look I mean, no offence, but you look unbelievably Jewish.
3: Why should I take offence at that? That's like saying, you know, oh, you, you, you are gay and you seem gay, but no offence. Well, we've, no. We've stopped doing that about 20 years it, ago, it, Ruth. It's
0: no offence because, you know, I don't want you to think I'm stereotyping what Jewish people look like, but you mm. do.
3: Yeah, But yes, uh, but it's something that uh, these days you would embrace, you know. Years ago, Jewish people used to have nose jobs so that they Mm. looked less Jewish and therefore could join a golf. But then Barbara Streisand just... She didn't bother. Well, she got
0: told to though, didn't she? That's the the story is that she always got told to, you never make it, you've got to have a nose job, you won't be in any films if you don't have a nose job. And then she didn't have one and that's what kind of she became known for was
3: not having a how, nose what she I don't like. think I don't think Barbara Streisand became known for not having a nose. No, she didn't I became, think she was no, known no. for one of the finest she, entertainers of no, the country. She had
0: a she had an iconic face and a really recognizable hmm. look All because right. she didn't look like every other you know white female singer.
3: Hmm. Are you saying I've she got an Jewish. iconic face then?
0: No.
3: Did do you know the, the joke about Barbara Streisand is you know how um women go into sal- this is going to
0: be an awful horrible joke.
3: going to hair salons and take a picture of usually of Jennifer Aniston years ago wasn't it mm. you'd go in with a picture of Jennifer Aniston from Friends and say could you do yeah, this yeah. for me somebody went in with a picture of Barbara Streisand and said could you do this for me so the guy took the hairbrush and broke a nose uh, it's awful. It is awful, but that's the sort of jokes people used to tell years ago. So aren't you glad you're not growing up in the era... When very glad. we used to tell jokes like that? Um, very, that very pleased. Are they either anti-Semitic or anti-woman, all that. Or both. Or both. If, if you're
0: very funny. If you
3: hit the jackpot, you've got both in there. Uh, do get in touch with us. Uh, if you want to complain about any of this bit at the end of the podcast, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. And we won't see you next week.
1: But we will the week after. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.